Welcome to the perfume room. Today's scent of the day is actually two scents. On my left wrist, I am wearing Mantal Intense Cafe. And on my right wrist, I am wearing Rose Vanille by Montserrat. Now, you may know this, but the perfumer behind both of these fragrances is actually the same person. It is the genius who is Pierre Montal. I put these both on because they often get compared to one another, and to me, on the blotter, they're almost indistinguishable. So I figured I would actually compare them side by side for you guys. What's the verdict? I would say Intense Cafe skews more musky and Rose Vanille skews more vanilla. It's interesting because I think the name Intense Cafe is a great example of power of suggestion. I don't know that without it being in the name, I would have detected the coffee note, but now that it is in the name and I do know that there's a coffee note, I can't miss it. I would say if you like more musky, maybe you like Rose Musk, for example, you would probably like Intense Cafe more. And if you want something more vanilla, you would probably like Rose Vanilla more. With that said, are they almost identical? Yes. Do you need both in your collection? No. And this sort of leads me to my perfume juice of the day, which is actually a rant, which is, do you guys ever experience all of a sudden not liking a fragrance that you previously loved? When I first got Intense Cafe, I couldn't get enough of it. I sprayed it all the time. I loved layering it. And for some reason, I put it on today and it was hard for me to wear. And I don't know why that happened. If I'm being honest, I do have a guess. I was recording some voiceover stuff in my makeshift studio, which is actually my mom's old coat closet that I converted. And really there shouldn't be anything in there besides coats. But of course I decided that I would spend hours at a time in there. Um, I'm gonna say I don't recommend dousing your body in rose vanilla and intense cafe and then locking yourself inside of a closet. I do think that's what did it for me. But to be honest, I am really not enjoying wearing these fragrances right now. And being in that closet for an hour, I started to get this butterscotch note and now I can't unsmell butterscotch. So if you guys have either of these fragrances, have you ever smelled a butterscotch note or do you smell it now that I've said it? And also has this ever happened to you where all of a sudden one of your favorite fragrances is just unappealing to you? What is going on? Please help me. I am sad. Our TikTok question of the day comes from Evolved by Tara, who is looking for alternatives to the mainstream. They say they love Flower Bomb and Black Opium, and they are looking for something that is unique, a statement, and long-lasting. So first, let's unpack what Flower Bomb and Black Opium have in common. They're both sort of like sweet evening fragrances. They're like gourmandy, fruity florals. So I feel like if you are looking for a sort of niche version of that, I would go for something like actually Intense Cafe or Rose Vanille. If we can get past the fact that I wore these and then locked myself in a closet, they are beautiful, sophisticated, floral, fruity gourmands. Another one in this category that's in that niche luxury category is Fragrance Dubois New York Fifth Avenue. I've talked about this on TikTok before. It's such a beautiful gourmand rose fragrance. The caramel is just this realistic, gorgeous caramel, not at all synthetic, not at all butterscotchy. I just love it. And in the designer realm, the two that I would recommend would be La Vie Belle Intensement. Yes, La Vie Belle is wildly popular, but its flanker La Vie Belle Intensement does not get talked about enough. It's a gorgeous raspberry, vanilla, iris, resinous scent, and I just, I think it's angelic and beautiful and feminine. I adore it. And the second one I'm going to recommend, you know I love this one, Hane Mori, the original Hane Mori scent. Okay, this is going to be my second perfume juice because this is a rave. Hane Mori is the cheapie that's not a cheapie. I absolutely love it. If you go into Bloomingdale's right now, today, you will see it on prominent display, retailing for like $115 to $170. However, because it's been around for so long, you can get it on all the wholesale fragrance websites like Fragrance X, Fragrance Net for under $30. Here's what's crazy about Hane Mori. It is my favorite vanilla scent that has no vanilla in the notes. It's got this beautiful blend of berries and flowers. It's got strawberries, almond, sandalwood, blackberry, blueberry, blackcurrant, jasmine, rose, cedar, elang-elang. And yet it smells like the perfect vanilla fragrance. No vanilla. What gives? So Tara, I hope this helps. Definitely check any or all of these out and let me know what you think. On to our guest. 
Today's episode will make you laugh. It was actually the first episode we ever recorded. Super fun. It is with the brilliant astrology writer, Lauren Rubin. Lauren is not just an astrology expert. She is also one of my best friends, life coaches, and my blood. That's right. Lauren is my cousin. Also, as I'm saying this out loud, why do we call our family members our blood? That's kind of disgusting. No? Imagine if I had a little child running around this earth. Well, first, just imagine that. Okay, you got that pictured? Now imagine if I called that child my egg. What's up with that? Why do we do this? Let's stop it in 2021, okay? Lauren brings such a unique perspective to the pod that I think a lot of you guys will relate to, which is that while she feels really well-versed in beauty trends, fragrance is the one category that she hasn't been able to find her groove yet. And for Lauren, fragrance is actually somewhat of an identity crisis. Outwardly, Lauren wants to project this sort of like cool Brooklynite vibe. And if you see what she looks like, she totally does. But then she has this strong internal discord because deep down, all she really wants to wear is pink sugar aquilina. And you know what? That's okay. In this episode, I actually help Lauren pick out some new scents based on these recent revelations. We also discuss Lauren having COVID and how it impacted her sense of smell. We talk about how to mentally and physically prepare for a first date, the intersection of astrology and scent, and we talk about feet. Fake nails aren't just for your hands. Pass it on. Without further ado, here's Lauren. Lauren, welcome to the Perfume Room. Thank you, Emma. I'm very honored to be here. I'm honored to have you. You are not only a beauty guru, but you are my family. You are my cousin. I feel like our story is kind of like the, it's kind of like the cousin trap because I feel like our parents like set us up to be friends. It literally was the cousin trap. Um, my so dad Lauren, forced me to get dinner with you. My mom forced me. So Lauren grew up mm-hmm. on the West Coast. I grew up on the East Coast. So we had seen each other like 10 times, if that, throughout our child. Honestly, if that, if that. Right. And even in the like years where you're not forming memories yet, we might've met, you yeah, know, when you're like below age five. There's pictures of us together, but it's like, I didn't know you. You didn't know me. And then right. you moved to New York and my mom was like, Emma, you really ought to take your cousin Lauren out to dinner. She just moved to New York. You should show her the ropes. And I was like, mom, you don't understand. It's not 1980 or like whenever you were in your 20s. Lauren has friends. She's got a good system. She doesn't need me. And then my mom was like, I sat next to her at Sarah's wedding and you really liked her. That's what started it. That's so true. Right. Because also, you know, a lot of times when your family makes you meet up with that weird cousin or uncle or something, and it just falls a bit flat, family's family, but usually you don't expect that you're going to get a best friend out of it. So it was very much like I was dragging my feet to this dinner that I thought I would just sort of put in the like family work. And then I'd tell my dad and I'd get like brownie points with him. Likewise. And I remember I even had plans after to go to a party and I was like, all right, I'll get dinner with my cousin and then I'll go to my friend's thing. And then we ended up having the best time. And I was like, come with me to this party. Came to the party. That started. And then I was like, hey, everyone, this is my cousin. And everyone's like, how come you've never talked about her? I'm like, I just met her. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We became like soul cousins. Now I want to talk about, okay. So one of the things that I first realized when I realized we were meant to be is when I first went to your apartment, I used your bathroom and it was like a kid in a candy store. I was like, I have found my person. You had products, beauty products all over your bathroom. And the way that I hoard and collect perfume, I was like, I have met my match for cleansers and oils and makeup and everything. I am totally a product junkie. Like it's actually, it became a big problem. And I've lately, like in the last year or so, tried to minimize that a little bit. But I would say that I still gravitate towards hoarding products of every kind. I'm like really into packaging or somebody will tell me about something that they really love. And then I don't know, I just want to try everything. I also get bored really easily of everything. Like I get bored easily of people, places, and products. So I'll like love a face wash. I'll have no acne. And then I'll decide that I need to try a new face wash because I'm bored. And then I'll spend the next six months trying to battle the acne that that brought on. So it's, um, it makes life exciting. You got to switch it up. If you have clean skin, give yourself a pimple, just keep things fun and exciting. So with that, I want to know, what are you currently wearing to record this podcast? Okay. So this kind of brings up some feelings for me because 
I have a little bit of shame around my perfume game, especially given that you are not only my family, but one of my best friends. The very idea that you're this perfume expert and I am this perfume novice feels a little bit embarrassing. So I should say also, I had COVID earlier this year and it kind of messed up my sense of smell a little bit. We're going to talk overall, about that. We'll, we'll get there. But overall, yeah. I would say that I do not feel like a sophisticated person. And anytime I try what I perceive as sophisticated adult scents, I hate them. Like I have watched so many of your videos and bought the little, you know, samples, or I've gone to the department store and picked out a popular one and they just feel too sophisticated for me. So today I am shamefully wearing Pacifica's Island Vanilla perfume that you can get at Target for like $12. And it's just this single note perfume. It's just vanilla. It's really standard. I imagine it would be great on a 14-year-old girl. I also love it. <laughs> it's also really like easy for my nose right now that is missing like a lot of scent profiles. So me and Pacifica today are here. Well, I want you to know, Lauren, first off, that you feel like you're a perfume novice, but you actually were the person who turned me on to Pacifica. And I have gone on to recommend Pacifica in videos on TikTok. And Wait. people always ask me for good, affordable, natural fragrances. They ask me for affordable ones. They ask me for natural ones. And often I'm like, you guys want the trifecta? Like, I can give it to you all, Pacifica. And I got turned on to that because you were wearing Ruby Guava. Did Ruby you Guava, yes. yes. You were I totally forgot. I was a big Ruby be guava girl for a long time yeah, yeah so i, think I don't I just, think like, you should don't belittle your perfume taste because you have no disrespect to pacifica by the way love yeah, them love i actually pacifica. use their face wash i love them but just in terms of sophistication like i said i use their face wash too and i feel shame about using the pacifica face wash when there's all these like really trendy brands out there that feel a little bit more chic but mm -hmm. i don't know it is what it is i'm a pacifica girl Okay. Well, we love that. We got some Island Vanilla. And I want to know, so that's what you're wearing right now. Would you yes. say that you have a signature scent in general or no? I do not. I've had signature scents throughout my life. Um, in particular, on the shame train, um, <laughs> Pink Sugar by Aqualina was okay. my signature scent from freshman year of college, probably through the first year I was living in New York. And I do have fondness about that because it was the one time in my life that I had a true signature scent for years on end. And even though it might have smelled a bit sickly sweet, people remembered that I smelled that way. Now my friends joke with me about it and they say like, oh yeah, in college after a night out, my clothes would smell like pink sugar just from having hugged you. Yeah. But I did like that people recognized that scent on me. Um, and that just also plays into the whole concept of I don't like sophisticated scents and I don't feel that sophisticated. I actually gave up pink sugar more because I felt publicly shamed than because I thought it was a bad smell. Um, these days it feels too sugary for me. But right now I do not have a signature scent. I ordered a bunch of the decants or samples or whatever you're supposed mm -hmm. to call them throughout quarantine and like nothing hit. So I am in search of my signature scent. I want one really badly. I, I want to help you find one. And I feel like we've Thank talked you. about this and like I've told you different ones to order. I sent mm -hmm. you a, a discovery kit. One of the things that you just brought up too that I, I want to get into, because I remember when I sent you, I sent you the Kieran discovery kit. Um, yes. I posted about Kieran on my TikTok and they are a clean, vegan, natural line. Oh, my computer just said, are you playing music? No, no, I'm not playing music. I'm just talking. It's just my musical voice. <laughs> yeah. um, I sent you that Karen sample kit. And that's when you told me, you were like, I actually have COVID right now, so I can't smell. Yes. And you mentioned this in the opening. And so I really want to understand, like, what happened to your smell while you had COVID and mm. post-COVID? Yeah, so um, I didn't lose my sense of smell and taste probably until about five days into being sick, like confirmed positive. So I had a bit of an opposite story where a lot of people, that's the first thing that happens and then they get tested and they find out that they're sick. Um, so I kind of thought I was cruising. You know, I thought I was okay. I was so lucky to be able to still smell. And then it just went one day, just all of a sudden you realize, you don't realize that the smell is gone until you go to smell something that you love. And actually this is such an embarrassing story, but I do have to tell it. So because I was sequestered in my room, there were three people in my home at the time besides me. So I was sequestered in the back of the house and they would like bring me food, knock on the door, run down the hall. I would open the door with two masks on this whole thing. <laughs> and so I, I kept two giant trash bags in my room and I was just like, we're going to put all the trash in here for two weeks and like, we'll just get rid of it in two weeks. 
as you can imagine, trash sitting around for 10 days is not a good smell, but I lost my sense of smell. So what happened is my room literally smelled like rotting flesh and I had no idea. Like I'd wake up, look out my window. It's a gorgeous <laughs> day. I hear the birds chirping. And I remember one day, this is so embarrassing. My dad came and knocked on my door and he was like, Hey hon, um, did you poop today? And I was like, I, my dad is a doctor, I should say. So I thought maybe he was checking to see like my bowel health while I'm sick. And I was like, um, yeah, like in the morning, but not lately. He goes, not lately. I'm like, no, not lately. He's like, um, have you been farting? <laughs> and I was like, no, I've not been farting. And he was like, um, your room smells like somebody took a dump <laughs> right in front of the door. And I realized that this rotting garbage had been sitting in my room and I could not smell a thing. <laughs> so there was a benefit to having no sense of smell as well, but it did really suck. Life is so sad without a sense of smell. My friends um, actually sent me a care package while I was sick, you know, a vanilla body scrub and these mm -hmm. little shower melts that you put in your shower and they smell like eucalyptus or something. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't smell any of them. And it was super wow. sad. Uh, and I do remember the day that it came back, I was baking and out of total like route motion. I went to smell the vanilla because I was making some sort of baked good and mm -hmm. I could smell the vanilla and I freaked out and I told everyone in the family, we literally popped champagne. So oh my God. How, yeah. how soon after you had COVID did that happen? I probably got my smell back like two and a half to three weeks after I was confirmed negative. So it was a while. Wow. Wow. I was freaking out. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was one of the things I was most scared about with COVID with my mm -hmm. passion for perfume. I was like, I can't lose my oh, smell. That would be bad. That would yeah. be very bad. Yeah. So, Fortunately, so it does come back for a lot of people, but for some people they're suffering nine months from now with no sense of smell. And of course I loved to dig into that portion of the internet and convince myself that I was going to be one of those people. So I'm so happy. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm not. not. Yeah. Thank you. I'm me so too. Happy you're not. We were talking today before, you know, we started filming this and mm -hmm. you mentioned that your smell is weird now. Can you talk yes. about what, what that is? Oh. So this has really happened in the last 48 hours and I'm kind of upset about it. So actually something that I did learn and I'm not going to get this totally right. So like, don't anyone come crucify me, but the reason you lose your sense of smell is not because there's like little receptors in your nose that get damaged or something. It's actually like this connection between your brain and your nose, it's actually something happening in your brain. So your sense of smell is connected to some neurons up here and not like little receptors in here. So the reason people lose their sense of smell when they get COVID is because there's some sort of like temporary damage to that receptor in the brain. So the positive news is that that can be reversed. Like there's this thing called, what is it? smell training, smell training that you can do to try and like remind your brain that, oh, lemon smells like this or floral smells like this. But anyway, um, hopefully this is temporary, but what's happened in the last 48 hours is that most things to me right now smell like an attic. They smell like dusty and like mothballs. It sucks. I have this room spray that I love from that company. I don't know if it's pronounced Sage or Sahe or do you know that company, Sage Wellness? I, I think they I've have seen um, it before. essential yeah. oils and stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, diffusers. They have this amazing room spray that has like Roman chamomile and something else in it. And it smelled like mothballs. So I went and threw it away. My mom gave me a new one. I opened it, smelled like mothballs. So it's all me. And now the candles I lit in my room that are supposed to be, you know, lavender and whatever else, and they smell like mothballs. So that is a tragedy. And I hope it's temporary. Has it impacted yeah, your taste or anything? Uh, no. And it hasn't impacted every smell. So the thing about smell also, again, I am not an expert here, but I learned that there are different scent profiles. I guess that's obvious as a perfume expert to you, but you know, floral is different than citrus is different mm -hmm. than spicy. And so like what I'm wearing today, the vanilla smells normal to me. That's a scent that my brain recognizes. It's cool with vanilla. That doesn't feel disturbed. It's just some other scent is, I don't know, not driving right now. That is so, so interesting. And yeah. I hope you get your smell back. Thank you. Me um, too. Yeah. Maybe spray some pink sugar. See if that conjures up any. Oh my God. Well, I was actually talking to my mom yesterday about historic scents in our family because this really got me thinking about perfume and scent and what my parents wore growing up that really reminds me of them. And I was telling my mom about, you know, kind of reminiscing about the period of time where I wore pink sugar. And she was like, oh, I still have the pink sugar hairspray, like not literal hairspray to hold the style, but to hair perfume, I guess hair it's perfume. called. Yeah, yeah. She still has the pink sugar hair perfume. So 
if I feel really inclined to, I can just go spritz that after this call. Well, that's actually one thing I wanted to ask you about as well. So for everyone who's wondering like how Lauren and I went our whole lives without really growing up together, we're like second cousins. So that's sort mm-hmm. of why. But every time I've seen your mom throughout my life, she has a signature scent and she has worn the like. It was a scent I didn't know I associated with your mom. Mm -hmm. And like, I hadn't seen her in a year. And then I saw her again and I'm like, oh, that's what Jennifer smells like. What perfume does your mom wear? Okay, so I have two answers to this because the perfume that she has always worn is Chanel Allure. That is her scent. I don't know if you're familiar with that scent at all. I truly had to ask her what it was because I I didn't know. I know she has a recognizable scent. But the other thing about my mom is that she is a body oil expert, a perfumed body oil expert. And for most of my life, she had this body oil that she would get in Hawaii. I wish I remember what it was called, like Island Princess or something. It's a plumeria body oil that she would mix with her body lotion and wear. And she now has all these like various body oils. My mom is the most moisturized woman on the planet. Like we'll, be, we'll literally be watching TV at 9 p.m. She'll get up, go to the bathroom, bring back oils and lotions and lotion her whole body while we're watching TV. This is a nightly occurrence. She just is always moisturize. She also is nearly 65 and looks like she's 40. So perhaps that's the secret, but she always has these, like she also uses, um, Sol de Janeiro, the Brazilian crush, you know, Mm -hmm. that oil, Mm -hmm. she just smells so like inviting and tropical. So I don't know. It, It might be this mysterious mix of, she's like, um, I don't know. She's like a little scientist behind the scenes, putting all these scents together. She really is. Cause I, I yeah. just, I always associate her with a specific smell and I'm glad, you know, it's interesting because I know that smell, but I haven't smelled it in a while. And so I didn't mm-hmm. peg that to be your mom's scent, but now but I it could be the combo it. of it the Plumeria body oil and Chanel Allure. Yeah. And just the 24 seven moisturized lotioning, oh, you know, moisturized. So moisturized. Do, you, do you have a strong, like, do you have a strong scent memory or like something from your child that you were talking about? family sense? Like, is there something Mm. that if you had to think about it, you're like, I just always will remember that smell. I mean, obviously on the topic of perfume and whatnot, my dad's cologne growing up is actually the most recognizable scent on the planet to me. It's Hermes Eau d'Orange Vert. I don't speak French, so I don't know if I said that correctly, but I I mean, the way I could just pick that out of a crowd and be like, dad, you know, Mm -hmm. because he also was a one note man. You know what I mean? He was not switching up the cologne. And I actually think that pop-up, um, his dad, your, hmm, how great does that work uncle. in the family? Great uncle. <laughs> he also Family tree that. for everybody <laughs> listening. Oh, he wore that too. Okay. He did wear that as well um, for some period of his life. That's where my dad got it from. So that is super recognizable to me. But honestly, the other thing coming to my brain, I don't know if this is going to make a lot of sense, indoor pool, like chlorine. It is mm. such a strong childhood smell for me. We didn't have an indoor pool, so I'm not sure why, but I was a swimmer when I was younger. And there is something about that scent that is, it's like instant serotonin for my brain. I love the smell yeah. of indoor your pools. That is so funny because I am a terrible swimmer. I didn't pass the deep water test at my camp until I was 16 years old. I barely can doggy paddle. I actually failed like aquatics in my high. We had like a pool in my high school and I failed aquatics. And How so do you fail? I, do you uh, drown? I just, you know, every day I was like, I'm on my period. I can't swim. And he's like, you, mm-hmm. he's like, I don't want to get into your body, but like no one's on their period for 30 days straight. I'm like, honestly, you don't know that, but it was, it was true. I wasn't on my period for 30 days straight. Disrespect. I just, I just always sat out and like people would swim laps and I would just be like, dog, I don't know. It was just, it was a rough time for me. Wait, I so, want to teach you how to swim. Maybe next time we hang out. we can, Seriously. Like, I, I actually pool. did. I did partially teach two people how to swim this summer. I can't say that they both successfully left the pool feeling like they could just jump into the deep end and be fine. But I did give lessons to two separate people this summer, mostly teaching them how to float. Adult men are very in fear of the fact that they like, they really believe that they can't float just because of their body mass and size and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, no secret is you have to like take a big full belly of air and push your ribs out. So anyway, we don't have to get into swimming lessons right now, but I didn't know I that, that about says, you. I think that says a lot swimming. about you. Yeah, we've never been. I didn't know you were a swimmer growing up. This is, again, when you grow up as cousins on different mm. coasts. Like, I, you don't, I didn't know That's you. That's good. Cousins on different coasts. So that really, yeah, like, the ring cousins. to that. Yeah, coastal cousins. <laughs> Remember um, kissing cousins? <laughs> yeah, kissing cousins. But that one felt a little It's so bad. Um, I know, it just, it's funny to me. We were going to, Lauren and I were talking about starting a podcast once where we, like, talk about dating. And we were like, let's call it kissing cousins. And then we thought about all the other connotations that that conjures up. And we were like, mm, maybe okay. coastal cousins is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Do you have any perfume or fragrance hot takes? I mean, I feel like you kind of said it with pink sugar. 
but like mm-hmm. something that you love that everyone hates, something that you hate that everyone loves, something overrated, underrated. I mean, I did try a lot of really popular perfumes in 2020. Like I ordered the decants of them. One that I will say that I thought I was I would be obsessed with was Creed Virgin Island Water. I, I thought you really, would love that too. Oh, and I was I was terrified to love it because it's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And I ordered something else from one of those dupe websites where they're like, here, this one's called number 17 <laughs> and it's right. a dupe for this. And It smelled just the same and both of them sort of fell flat for me. I should specify again, I do not have a sophisticated nose. I think that when things smell too adult to me, I feel really turned off to them. Even though I'm a 29 year old woman, I really feel like my spirit is very playful and I just Mm -hmm. don't like something. Another thing I just don't like is musk. When I see musk listed as one of the notes, count me out, not for me. So I'm not totally sure that I have any other amazingly hot takes like... I tried black opium. Meh, fine. You know something I did like that you didn't like and it mm. upset me that you didn't like it. Tell me. Um, Myth by Brooklyn Ellis. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I really enjoyed that. And when I was so excited to tell you that I liked it and you were like, meh. <laughs> Right. So I didn't order it. No, it's fine. But I don't I not like it. I, I just feel like it's, I don't dislike it. And I, I've seen like different beauty editors who it's like their signature scent. Mm-hmm. To me, it just was not, it was, nothing memorable. Like it just didn't smell like anything that I would be like, oh, I have to wear this again. It didn't upset me, sure. but it didn't like make me happy. I'll take that. I'm not here to upset people. Thank you know, you. I also <laughs> like, that's how I feel about Santal 33 and mm-hmm. really like anything Le Labo. I have tried so many and I think that it really represents this like quintessential Brooklyn cool girl. You know, she it wears does. Doc Martens and mini dresses that are floral and she just smells cool and sophisticated. And I look really funny in Doc Martens. You know, when I put on boots and a dress, it's not the right vibe. And those scents just don't do it for me. So that one's really underwhelming. Something I will say though, is that Glossier U, I have never um, officially tried, Mm -hmm. but I did one time spray it from your bedroom. I was going on a date. I was visiting you in New York, going on a date. And I was like, oh shit, I did not bring perfume. Let me just run into her beautiful little like armoire that had, no, armoire is for clothes. What is it? Dressing table. Boudoir? Boudoir? Boudoir. 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 Dressing table. You have so many perfumes there. And I was like, "Mm, she won't mind if I just do a spritz or two of this. And the date went well. So I don't know. I don't remember what it smelled like on me, but maybe I really smelled like beautiful. (laughs) I feel like Glossier U is a good um, transitional perfume from like, uh, you know, not a girl, not yet a woman. I feel like that is a scent to me that it feels more sophisticated than like the pink sugar, true like teen scents that you think of that have that like really sweet gourmand vibe. But if you're not ready to dip your toes in like Le Labo Te Noir, but you want something slightly heightened. Although I will say it's interesting you like that because that is a very musky scent. Well, I won't necessarily say that I liked it. As I said before, I haven't officially tried it. It just brought me success. Who's to say what brought me success? Perhaps it was a number of other things that night, including Mm -hmm. my sparkling personality. But um, I I just, that did just pop into my mind thinking about you and perfume. But I do think when it comes to like producing a perfume recommendation for me again, that you really should think of a girl who is, a girl and not yet a woman. Just, I don't think my age tracks with the spirit I have inside right now. Mm-hmm. I feel at least five years younger than most most of my peers. Even just where I am in my life is a lot younger. I'm about to go back to grad school. Feels like I'm just in the uh, young adult phase. I totally understand. And I'm going to take that into account. I kind of want to go back and like look at what I recommended you because I have some new ones that I think just talking to you right now, the two yeah, that are coming to mind that I think, no, I have three. I have real, okay. I have three recommendations for you that I would love for you to try and tell me what you think. The first one would be YSL Montpéry. That is like a really nice, sweet, delicious, but feels sort of like evening date night scent. It's like a fruit truly. It's got notes of raspberry, lots of berries in it, but it's love not that. like sweet, like pink sugar, but it's not sophisticated. It's not, not sophisticated, but it's not going to have like odd notes that throw you off. Yes. It's really going to be a sweet fragrance with death. The second one I think you are going to love would be Love Don't Be Shy by Killian because mm. that is an orange blossom marshmallow fragrance. And so you get- Oh, you are speaking gourmand. my language. <laughs> You're going to get the gourmand that you love of like the perfumes you wore of yesteryear. However, 
the orange blossom really gives it this like fresh mature vibe, but it's super youthful. And that is a fragrance that, I mean, the price of it, I couldn't see it on a 16 year old because it's killing and it's sure. expensive, sure. but I could, but the smell of it, I could see it on like a 50 year old who wants to be playful or like a 15 year old who just wants to be like cute and fun. That is and amazing. I think that will be your signature scent. I actually I think feel so too. very, very confident. I think you need to try that. I think that's going to be your signature scent. Well, um, even the way you said a 50 year old being playful, I'm like, great, let me hold on to the scent until I'm 50 and still be playful. Like I'm ready yes. to find my lifelong scent. Anyway, continue I, I number three. The third one is a more fresh take, um, but that would be Guerlain Aqua Allegoria Coconut Fizz. And that mm. one, if you- I, I know I like, love coconut. I do. And I think that it's a it's a more fresh sort of like springy type of coconut versus like tropical. And so maybe what you need, you know, you have Ruby Guava, you didn't like Virgin Island water. Maybe you need something that's like youthful and coconutty, but is less tropical and more like fresh. So those would be my three recommendations. And I'm going to bet that you are going to be obsessed with Love Don't Be Shy. I wish I had them in front of me right now so that we could do like a live, you know, me smelling and reacting. That would be such Mm -hmm. a fun thing to be able to do. But I will be ordering these literally as soon as we get off of this video call and reporting back to you because I am so sick of wearing this one note vanilla perfume because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just all that's vibing with me. I also did want to bring up one other scent quickly. Yeah. And the reason I want to bring this one up is because you complimented me on it once and I have never, ever, ever forgotten about it. And I think that it is so funny because it is, it falls into the category of shameful sense again. Okay. Okay. So nothing is shameful. Perfume is not shameful. If you like it, it is not shameful. If it's body mist, is it shameful? My opinion is an opinion. Okay. We're not going to, I'm not going to tell you what's shameful or not. If you want to wear body mist. Well, you complimented me. (laughs) No, you, You that's what's so funny is you think you're a perfume novice. And literally I've recommended Pacifica because of you. And I think anything that you pick, like you are so particular about beauty products Mm. that to me, you think you don't know about perfume, but I'm like, but if Lauren has approved it, I know that she was in that Whole Foods for an hour smelling every fragrance. So I know if you got a random fragrance from Whole Foods, I know that it's because you smelled 30 other ones before you decided that you like that one. That's why I think I'm you, so honored. Thank you. You have a discerning nose. Okay. What is the fragrance? Okay. So I actually have it with me and this is a very exciting thing because it is a discontinued product. Okay. And when I knew it was getting discontinued, I ordered like eight bottles of it. And this is probably my second to last one. I don't know if you can see it on camera. Probably not. Can I do okay. the influencer thing? Where do you put your hand? I, I <laughs> so honestly is, can't even see it. It's so funny. It is a body mist called Deep Steep. And I think I ordered it on like iherb.com. Like okay. Not even a perfumey experience. I think I needed to meet a minimum for my, you know, order to get free shipping or something. And it is a, what is the scent? Passion fruit guava. And I had gone, we were meeting for lunch somewhere, like a bur- casual burger place in the city. Mm-hmm. And I had just gone to the gym and I was doing that thing where you come from the gym and you just spritz yourself really quickly with body spray and then mm-hmm. plan on showering when you get home. And when we went to hug, you were like, you smell amazing. And I couldn't believe it because I'm a sweater. Like when I'm at the gym, I'm drenched, so sweaty. I did not shower. All I did was spritz with this passion fruit grava body mist. Okay. And you told me I smelled amazing. And I think that's why I bought eight bottles when it was getting discontinued. So I hope you wow. weren't lying. I thought you did. And actually, now that you say that, I'm going to recommend two more perfumes to you that are just- Okay, yes. Okay. Yes. The another one I want to recommend to you would be Wilhelm Parfumery Mango Skin. Now, that one was Ooh. too sweet for me, but I think it's going to be perfect for you. I love sweet. It is like ripe vanilla mangoes. You're going to love it. It kind of feels like a I mango body it. cream. Yes, you're going to oh. love it. And then another one that I think you'll really like would be this brand called Okcha Sorcery, which I actually, it's a vanilla scent that I actually really enjoy. So mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like I missed the mark. I gave you perfume recommendations before thinking about you as that NYC cool it girl, which is who I see you as hearing your feedback that you want to be like, you know, teeny bopper sweetheart. Yes. I'm changing it up. So those would be my five recommendations for you. I know one of them is going to be your signature scent. I'm so confident it. it will be too. I think that I misled you the last time we spoke about this as well, because I was wanting to move into the next phase of my life with a new scent. And I think I was wanting to leave behind the sort of sicky sweetness of my childhood. 
obviously there is that middle ground, but I think I was not looking for something that replicated what I liked before. Now I've kind of come full circle and realized, Hey, it's okay to like really sweet scents and still be an adult woman kicking ass in the world. You know, like we can yeah. break we can those boundaries. Multitudes. Yeah. We contain multitudes. I'm so excited. I want to order those right now. Uh, we're we're going to, as soon as this is over, we're going to, I hope you remember them because I only remember like two of them. And I not only will I out. not forget, but I feel like this might be recorded. <laughs> so I feel like we'll be okay. Oh, good. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Are you there listeners? It's me, Emma, here to interrupt your listening experience to bring you a discount. If you follow me on TikTok, you know I love the brand Chorus. Their skincare is amazing. Literally bathe me in that foaming cream cleanser. But guess what? So is their perfume. I personally love and wear cashmere kumquat, and if you are looking for a cozier version of Moogler Alien, you will too. Not only are Chorus fragrances well-made, they are also affordable. And they're supporters of this pod. That's right, they are giving listeners of Perfume Room an exclusive 20% off any purchase. That means you can get a full bottle of Chorus perfume for just $40. All you have to do is use the code PERFUMEROOM20 at checkout. That's PERFUMEROOM20, one word, for 20% off any purchase. Back to the episode. So Lauren, as you know, I also am a matchmaker and I love giving relationship advice as you do as well. Um, you have given me some of the best advice ever, like in terms of dating so relationships. You wore Glossier U on that date and it went well. And because you are someone who I feel like really cares about your regimen and your beauty routine and you're very in touch with your spirituality, what do you do um, to mentally or physically prepare to be in the mindset to go on a first date? Mm, that's a good question. Um, physical preparation, I think is... You know, obviously there's a lot of like aesthetic stuff that you do, but I think when you do it with the mindset of treating yourself, it's a little bit different, right? If it's like, oh, I'm putting on a smoky eye because I think the smoky eye is going to look hot. It just never translates. I've, I've gone into things like that before. And then I do my makeup and I feel like some sort of clown. But if I'm like, oh, I really love this moisturizer and this is my favorite lipstick, like that part really feels like a treat for me. I also, I love putting makeup on. And in particular, I love lip products. I have very pale lips naturally. And I think they just sort of like recede into my face. And when I put a bright lip color on, I just feel ready to take on the world. Gorgeous. My smile is an important part of my personality and what I present to the world. So when I can call attention to that, that makes me feel super confident. Um, I also am a really, really big accessories person. If that's not obvious, I'm like, you know, rings, necklaces, earrings, whatever. You will not catch me without accessories. And they are totally what is sort of like the cherry on top of the sundae for me when I'm about to go somewhere. It can turn a basic black dress into something that looks chic and cool and thoughtful and stylish. So in terms of what I do mentally, this one's going to sound really cheesy, but it's actually not. So I have this acupuncturist in LA who he's actually like a trained shaman. He worked with Carlos Castaneda. This you know already sounds so LA. I don't know who that is, but your acupuncturist is a trained shaman. Where do you live? <laughs> in LA, obviously. <laughs> So he, like Carlos Castaneda wrote the Don Juan books. Anyway, so um, he's a really famous, what's the word I want to say? Anthropologist, I think. He got like his PhD at UCLA. That doesn't really matter. He wrote these really amazing books. And my acupuncturist trained with him in shamanism and now is a practicing acupuncturist, herbalist, and medical doctor in Los Angeles. The background I just feel like is important because I go to this man for acupuncture, but I leave with what feels like five years worth of therapy. Like the amount of times I have cried in his office, spilled out all of my dreams to him. It truly is a like holistic experience. And so many years ago, when I first went to him, he, in a very difficult time in my life, he taught me about truth affirmations. And this is something that's kind of common in the spiritual world, but to me, it's different than other types of affirmations. So instead of looking in the mirror and saying, you're hot, you're cool, or saying, I'm hot, I'm cool. You say, the truth is I am hot. The truth is I am cool. And if you are not believing it in that moment, you say, I forgive myself for judging myself as uncool. The truth is that I am cool. 
So there's something about the way that that's phrased where when I repeat those to myself, they genuinely like change my whole aura and vibe. I do truth affirmations constantly. I'm like running around the house doing my truth affirmation. So before a date, like I'm truly in the Uber going, the truth is that I'm cool. The truth is that I'm stunning. The truth is that I'm smart. The truth is that I'm charming. And I'm just hyping myself up. And your Uber driver is like, um, are you talking to me? <laughs> I'm like, let's do them together in the mirror, buddy. <laughs> and <laughs> I also think that people pick up on insecurity and it's totally okay to be an insecure person. Everyone I've come across in my life has insecurities, but I think leading with them in a date, just, I don't know, you don't feel good. You don't feel sparkly. Feeling sparkly, I think is the best feeling in the world. And I know that's a really vague term, but I just like to feel sparkly. So I what a long like answer. Right. No, I mean, that's so helpful. And I feel like that's so true. I feel like with perfume, even, you know, to tie mm -hmm. it back to perfume, yes. like sometimes you can channel the vibe that you want to go for. I think perfume and nail polish colors are two things where oh, yes. I channel who I want to be in the color or the fragrance that I wear. And I feel like with you, you stand outside. And if you're having feelings of self-doubt, you're like, who am I walking into this date? And so I don't know. It's interesting because, you know, people who are listening to this, who might not see you, you're talking about how you wear a lot of like girly youthful scents and that Lilabo, for example is very it girl but I think anyone who can see the visual that I'm seeing is you are that it girl to me you have lived in New York you've lived in LA you're fully accessorized you're gorgeous you're dynamic and so it's interesting to me that for me the thing that's like my cherry on top that I would say like this is the thing that helps me like achieve the vibe I want is perfume. Mm -hmm. And for you, I don't think it's perfume. I feel like perfume is like one of the baseline things. That it's just like, how do yes. I feel? And then the accessories and the nails and the makeup and the attitude is what makes you sparkle. Your perfume is like, just like, okay, how do I, how, what, what smell do I want to smell? But then you're like, okay, right. what I want to channel is going to be in my earrings or in my like affirmations. So it's really. That's very well said. I totally agree with that. Um, I'll also say that, I don't know if you read Elizabeth Gilbert book, Big Magic. Did you ever read that? So, I mean, it's just a fantastic book about creativity. And there's something that really stuck with me in that book where she said that, you know, she's written some incredible books among them, Eat, Pray, Love, which was one of my favorites of all time. And don't come for me if you haven't read it because the movie is nowhere near as genius as the book. It's a fantastic book. But what I will say is that she talks about how when she's sitting down and she needs to be creative and she needs to write, she puts on perfume. She gets gussied up. She puts on makeup. She puts on perfume, even though she's sitting alone in her house writing for six hours. And something really struck me about that because it's like, that's part of what I was talking about with choosing products and stuff that feel kind to you when you're getting ready. It's like, I'm putting on this mascara because it makes me feel really beautiful and it makes me love myself. The idea that she's doing that in solitude, it's just always stuck with me. I do also have a date perfume, I'll say. Okay, please share. <laughs> I'm really open to changing it. Um, it is called Pirette. I don't know if that's the name of the company or the fragrance. I do have it here. I did come prepared. Yes, it's a you fragrance did. oil. <laughs> Pirette. It's a fragrance oil, which is really annoying. I'd love to get your thoughts on oils versus sprays. Oils are just a bit annoying to me, but mm -hmm. it's really, um, I would say it's beachy smelling. It's coconutty, mm -hmm. a little bit vanilla-y and you have to get pretty close to smell it. So that part I kind of like, you know, it's more of an intimate scent. And because it's an oil, I do think that it rubs off a little bit. So I like the idea that I could like hug someone and then I could go home. There's just like a little bit of me on their shoulder. So I love that. Yeah. Yes. I mean, but how do you oils, feel about perfume oils? So, okay. Well, first off, I don't know Pirette, although I will say on TikTok, I think it's been commented on my videos a few times of people who do wear Pirette. Also, are we both drinking a milky iced coffee? Ah! Oh, milky. How <laughs> How funny. Um, Mine is watery at this point. Yeah. Oh, mine's milk. I love, I go heavy on that half and half. Um, heavy on the milk. Oh, see, I'm yeah. heavy on the oat milk, but I, you know, it, it really, you want like a pale colored coffee. If it's not pale, it's not for me. <laughs> so with perfume oils, I fully agree. I, I love a perfume oil when it's something like perfume oils, what you were saying um, about Elizabeth Gilbert, like I wear perfume mm -hmm. oils for me when I want to smell good in my mm -hmm. room, when I want to just get in the mood. I'll rub some perfume oils on. They are annoying in terms of the projection. Like you said, like you really have to be close to someone to smell it because if you spray something on, on you and on your clothes, there's going to be, there's really going to be projection and sillage in the air of like you getting near someone. Whereas an oil is more of like a hug type of scent. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But there are certain fragrances where you can get it in an oil or a perfume. And in some cases, they smell different. So like I've been yes. recommending like Namat brands, which I think you should look into also because they're organic, they're affordable. They sell them at Whole Foods. I feel like, you, although you don't really like musk, but I think you would oh. like Namat vanilla musk. I believe I just tried that actually oh. due to a TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit too musky for me. I just returned some Namat fragrance. And I think it was that. The other thing I'll say is that there was a perfume that was a sort of semi-regular one for me while I was in New York. Rosie Jane Layla Lou. Mm-hmm. You know that one? So yeah. it's, I don't know, like almost grassy. It was mm-hmm. very, very fresh smelling. But I had the roll-on oil. I loved the roll-on oil. People always told me it smelled good if they got close to me. I purchased the spray version because the oils just annoy the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. And it just smelled exactly. bad. And so I ditched Layla Lou. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. Certain things only smell good as oils and not so as weird. sprays. And I find that to be the case with a lot of natural perfumes. I mm-hmm. got the Namat Amber Spray and um, it lost the thing about it that I thought made it so special as an oil. So, yeah. you know, it's it's interesting. Can we talk about your future plans? We may. Yes, yeah. we may. This is really new news, hot off yeah. the press. Yeah, please share with everyone what's what's going on with you. Yeah, so um, as of about 48 hours ago, I've made my final decision about where I'm going to grad school. So I am going to New York. I'm not going to say where, just for like weird little privacy reasons, but I'll okay. be back in New York City um, getting my master in social work. So I do kind of want to let the program show me some other paths I might be interested in. But the reason I am going is because because I do want to become a therapist. I haven't decided exactly what population I want to work with yet. I'm super drawn to adolescents, but I could see myself doing couples counseling, working one-on-one, group stuff. I just have always, always, always been called to A, advice giving, even though therapy is not really advice giving, but it is that sort of counseling. And also just, I don't know, I've been really called to give back to the world in some kind of way. And I'm really, really, really empathetic and sensitive. And I always thought of those as negatives and my own therapist helped me see those as superpowers. So Mazel tov. Um, thank you. That is thank so you. exciting. And I want to talk to you a little bit about dating and scent. So yes. generically, broadly, does love have a smell to you? Mm. So you know the way skin smells in the sun? I know that's sort of individual to a person, but there's something about the way skin smells in the sun, particularly like maybe on a beach day or something. Something, the, the smell of human skin sounds so cannibal-like. It's a very army hammer. Like, and it tastes even <laughs> the better. The smell of human skin. <laughs> but the smell of human skin, I mean, it's the same if you wake up next to someone, like, the, you know, their neck, like this little area of their neck just smells so amazing. And it's individual to each person, but something about literal skin scent to me mm-hmm. smells like love. Wow. And are you one of those people who when you're dating someone, you're going to go for like a sniff of the armpits? Like, do you like to smell the animalistic smells of someone? I'm certainly not like on a first date going to raise an armpit and check to make sure that we're <laughs> no, that's, good. It's second date behavior <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, I would say that I'm not like bothered by skin smells. You know what I mean? So I would never be like, oh, you just got home from the gym shower before you hug me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I do remember reading this article as a teenager. Maybe it was in Cosmo or one of the like 17, you know, where girls write in like, hey, I'm having this issue. What's wrong? And the advice columnist responds. I remember this girl saying, help, I love to lick my boyfriend's armpits. Is that normal? I don't know why it stuck with me, probably because it was so wild. But I don't even remember what the advice columnist said. I think it was mostly like, like if there's consent, you know, go for it. I am not an armpit licker to be very, very clear, but um, I'm just really not bothered by, I'm not bothered by humanity. Like people really hate like feet or armpits or uh, just fine by me, you know? Speaking of feet, (laughs) (laughs) you've sent your feet to a few people, haven't you? (laughs) You have great feet. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really proud of them. Um, <laughs> you know, actually, you have received one of my feet pictures. I have, yeah. I've been there. Uh, I, to be fair, to clear my own name, um, only one person received my foot photos because they were requested. I'm like not out here selling my feet pictures. I'm not out here using those to lure people. I was seeing somebody who happened to think that women's feet were beautiful and that my feet were beautiful. So I just decided to do a foot photo shoot, which is really hard, by the way. Like people yeah. sort of teach you how to do boudoir photo shoots, right? right. You can like find that I mean, information I don't, online. I think that's very hard too, but that's another story. 
<laughs> it is very hard and we should get into that in a later date, but nobody teaches you how to take a good foot picture or maybe TikTok does these days, but that's why I sent you my feet pictures because I needed you to pick one or the other. Okay. I mean, also this so. could be your thing because I haven't seen that on TikTok and you could be the person who, you know, everyone finds their niche and I feel like for you, well, okay. Do you remember feet are actually a topic that is very mm. near and dear to me. I used to be self-conscious because I thought that I had very narrow toe beds for my big toes and yeah and so there was a period in my life you know talk about you know finding what it takes to make you sparkle where I actually decided if people can get fake nails why can't they get fake toenails and I got toe tips on my toes and I took you with me to get toe tips and I was like Lauren this is going to change your life you're the only person I can share this with because you love feet you love indulging yourself you love beauty I'm like toe tips are going to change your life. And you got toe tips and you're like, Emma, what is this? Okay. I have a lot of thoughts on this subject. The first thing again, to clear my name around feet is that that I do not have a foot fetish. I'm not a big foot person, but every sign in the Zodiac is ruled by a body part and Mm -hmm. I'm a Pisces and Pisces are ruled by the feet. So as I said, I have no issue with feet. I love a foot massage. Like I love to treat my feet. I like to have a pedicure. I, I am a person who is, um, how do you say I don't judge a foot? You know, I'm not here to discriminate against a foot. Okay. But yes, we did go get toe tips together. For me, they were not life changing because I guess whatever my toenail bed is an average length. But I will say they did transform your foot. And I, this is a little bit of a separate subject, but you know that I'm like extremely attracted to your hands. I think you have the most beautiful hands on the planet. I meant to bring it up when you were talking about nail colors, but Emma has the most beautiful hands. They are just so long and thin and elegant and blemish free. And the skin is just stunning and your nails. Anyway, every time I see you, I always- And you're not a cannibal. Let me see. (laughs) Here's what we've talked about. This is really reflective. I love the smell of skin. I don't discern against feet and your nail beds are- (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. No, I, I'm I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, <clears throat> no, I'm not a cannibal. Again, clearing my name. Um, you do have amazing hands and your feet really were transformed with those toe extensions. Thank you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> your toe acrylics. They looked my so toe acrylics. nice. Toe acrylics. So toe acrylics. And I just remember how delighted you felt. And that also really stuck with me because you would just be around the house being like, look at my toes, look at my toes. <laughs> We'd be out at dinner. You'd take your foot out of your shoe and be like, remember my toes. And you were really happy about it. And I think everyone deserves to feel that way about every part of their body, which is why, right. you know, I put on makeup and I do my hair and I get my nails done because you know, you want to look acrylics. down and yeah. as you should, uh, yeah. although you did send you, okay. I think you send me more foot pictures than I send you. You sent me a foot picture recently after a pedicure. I think yeah. your first of the whole quarantine. And I you said no toe tips this time. I, I did it myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. you did a great job. Thank you. you. I job. wanted you to see that my toe bed had had widened and I might not need to get toe tips anymore. So I sent you a picture to show you I'm feeling better about my toe beds recently. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. You know, you yeah. never stop growing physically and mentally. So yes. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying today's episode as much as I am. Today's Perfume 101 is about projection versus sillage. What do each of those terms mean and how are they different? Let's start with projection. Projection is essentially about the intensity of a fragrance. How far does that scent travel from your person? In other words, if I'm wearing something that has a high projection, it means that you can probably smell it from six to eight feet away from me. If I'm wearing something with a low projection, you might have to be standing right next to me or be within arm's length of me to smell it. Now, silage is a bit different. Silage is about the trail of scent that lingers in the air once that person has left the room. Have you ever gone into an empty elevator and you can still smell the fragrance of the person who was in there before you? That's because they were wearing a fragrance with a high silage. Let's talk about the negative side of silage. I'm not above it. Have you ever gone into the bathroom after someone has taken a massive shit and it still reeks? You could say that their shit had a strong silage. In all seriousness, I will give you an example of a perfume where I think it has low to moderate projection. However, it has strong silage, and that would be Diptyque Orpheon. So whenever I wear it, you can't really smell it on me unless you're standing right next to me or, you know, a foot or two away from me. That's low to moderate projection. However, you can smell the smell of Orpheon in the air when I'm in there or not. And that refers to the silage, which in this case would be a high silage. Hope this helps. Now let's get back to the episode. 
have you ever smelled like a cologne on a guy you've dated or gone on a date with that you're like, this is irresistible? Like if you were going to gift a guy a cologne, is there something that you're like, this is the smell I love? So I think that as a sort of non-perfume oriented person, I have smelled guys cologne before and been like, you smell amazing. And then never followed up about the information. Mm -hmm. So I have like people I can remember in my mind who smelled really incredible, but I never found out what they were wearing. I'll also say that, again, I don't have that sophisticated of a nose when it comes to cologne as well. So I have very fond memories, again, on the shame train of... um, like Axe body spray, you know, it's not a good smell, but it smells very, it smells like a boy to me. So I'm not really discriminatory when it comes to cologne, as long as it smells sort of manly, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. I also should say that I went to an all girls school from seventh grade to um, senior year of high school. Talk about turning someone into a boy crazy human being. Like everyone at that school was just thirsty for men, you know, for boys, for men, for that kind of experience. And I have this really vivid memory. I think in eighth grade, um, you know, they took us on like a camping weekend trip, right? So that everyone can bond and get into nature. And this girl brought a can of Axe body spray to this cabin. And as soon as we arrived and put our sleeping bags down, she sprayed the whole room with Axe body spray. And everyone was so upset and they were lifting up all the windows and people did not let her forget it for years. But I kind of remember being like, "Mm, smells like a sleepover. Like, you know, it smelled fun to me. So that is a really unsophisticated answer, but I just don't know colognes very well. Only that one from my dad that I think smells amazing. I feel like, you know, this is something to talk about in therapy that your two colognes you go to. You're like, I love pink sugar aquilina. And then you're like, and for men, it's either Axe body spray or what my dad and papa wore. <laughs> Let's unpack that. so disturbing. Let's unpack that. Is so that. disturbing. Not only are you into astrology, you are an astrology columnist and you write articles online and you're very well versed. And you've told me things about my signs that I didn't know. Do you feel that being a Pisces has impacted smells that you gravitate towards? And if so, how? I mean, when you did ask about my childhood smell, it was an indoor pool. So it would be unfair to say that there was no connection there. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that, you know, because Pisces are really sensitive, emotional people, we tend to be really nostalgic as well. I know that's often reserved for cancers, but we're both water signs. And I feel there's a lot of crossover there. And I'm an insanely nostalgic person. And so scent is super nostalgic for me. So that's why I do remember my dad and pop-ups cologne. It's why I remember the smell of those indoor pools. I'm sure it affects, you know, actually, now that I think about it, the last round of perfume recommendations were really water oriented, right? They were really beachy and a bit tropical. So Mm -hmm. I do think that that probably has some, some implication and I'm not into an intense scent or a really seductive layered scent. Like I could Mm -hmm. see a Scorpio (laughs) wearing, um, maybe something like black opium. I don't know if that's too basic, but you know, it's a bit more like intense and sexy Mm -hmm. and that doesn't really appear to be my vibe. Got it. Interesting. You're going to love Love by Killian. That's oh, I can't be your wait. Signature. When I you just, said marshmallow, I was like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I, I just, I'm just excited for you to try all the ones we talked about, but I feel like Love Don't Be Shy and Mango Skin are just going to be like oh, heroes of your perfume collection. And I, I feel can't really wait. excited about that for you. Lauren, are you ready to play our segment of the show? What's that smell? Mm, what's that smell? Let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to name a person, place, or thing, and you're just going to rapid fire tell me what that smells like to you one word one or two words okay yes ready Mm -hmm. new york city trash uh los angeles (laughs) oranges your first car is there a word for car smell okay i'll take it no you know what i'm gonna take that back it smelled like grape great interesting okay Mm -hmm. your your parents Mm. like cozy are we going, are we going for actual sense? It's whatever this means to you. Cozy. I'm not loving these answers, but you know what? That's okay. It's That's okay. okay. Because this is a, a psychological exercise in whatever pops into your brain. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is um, your first love? Peaches. Interesting. Okay. Can we, I'm going to ask to elaborate at the end of this. Yeah. Okay. What does the smell of breaking up smell like to you? Ooh, charcoal. Okay. What does garbage smell like to you? The color green. <laughs> Ices. <laughs> Salt. Happiness. Like lemon, lemon verbena. 
childhood. What an all over the place. <laughs> childhood. Um, cinnamon. And a hangover. Plastic. <laughs> Okay, thank you for playing. What's that smell? <laughs> I, I actually, um, I am so, I have the weirdest answers to these games. Like I have um, done types of things like this on TikTok before. I don't post TikTok videos, but I do make them for my own pleasure. And I'm a huge TikTok consumer. And you know, they'll do ones where it's like duet this and say the first word that comes to your mind. And I just don't have a mind that turns things out really rapidly. It's actually something that in general, I've come to understand about myself as an adult is that I like to be prepared when I'm talking about things. And when mm -hmm. I'm not, sometimes very weird stuff comes out. But I find this exercise really funny because I can't back up 80% of what I told you. It's just like what popped into my brain. Why mm -hmm. did my first love smell like peaches? He not once had anything to do with peaches. I just, okay. there was something about a peach and what that represented and mm -hmm. looks like and smells like that made me feel nostalgic towards him, you know? Well, that's why scent is so interesting because, yeah. you know, someone could hear that that prompt and and say Axe Body Spray and think of right. a specific fragrance. I'll never live that down. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone wore Axe Body Spray. That was like what people did in middle school. Anyway, yeah. Lauren, it has been an absolute joy and pleasure having you on the podcast. You are so full of wisdom and knowledge. If anyone wants to follow or follow up with you, where can they find you? <sighs> I have nothing to plug. I guess you could discover me on Instagram if you really felt inclined. I do have a <laughs> private account, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but if you really feel like taking a chance, you can find me at low underscore rubes, R-U-B-E-S. I mean, if you really feel like you you felt some sort of connection with me and you have something to say about the peaches or whatever, like, sure, I'd love to hear it, but um, I don't have a lot to offer back. You know, I'm not a regular social media poster, but I'll, I'll take new friends. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. As I spoke to my amazing cousin, Lauren Rubin, please follow me at Emma Vern on Instagram or on TikTok at Emma underscore Vern. And you can follow the podcast on both platforms at Perfume Room Pod. Thank you guys. And thanks for coming to the Perfume Room. Thanks, Emma. I love you. Perfume Room is co-produced and edited by Adam Avalos, music by Max Vernon, and art by Israel Rodriguez. <laughs>